and welcome to the very first episode of the Brand New Podcast, a brand new podcast brought to you by the folks at Brand New Congress. I'm Jordan Valerie, Chief Policy Strategist at Brand New Congress. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And today I'm joined by Izzy, our Executive Director, Suzanne, our Social Media Director, and Corey, our Communications Director. Thank you all for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Awesome. So I'm sure that most, if not all, of our listeners know that Texas recently held the first statewide primaries of the 2018 election. Three brand new Congress candidates ended up winning their primaries, while one other candidate advanced to the May 22 runoff. With the Illinois primary just days away, we'd like to walk through how brand new Congress got to this incredible moment. Izzy, could you start by telling us how this all began? Back in April of 2016, um, we were heavily involved with the Bernie Sanders campaign. I was a volunteer down in Charlotte, North Carolina, and was really inspired and invigorated by the message that Bernie Sanders had to offer. And for the first time, I got inspired to be involved with politics. Um, at that time, we were heavy into knocking on as many doors as we could across the nation. The nation was definitely in, in turmoil, and there was a lot of angst between the parties. And just what I kind of saw on the ground was that the desire for, for real change. And so Bernie Sanders' message really resonated with a lot of people. And my experience on the ground um, and those who had worked directly on the campaign had also felt that, you know, we need to really transform our government and we need to start thinking about Congress at the same time, let's just try to get this man elected. So around April of 2016, the idea of brand new Congress came about by a gentleman by the name of Zach Exley, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, as well as staffers from uh, Bernie Sanders campaign, such as Corbin Trent and Shortcut Chakrabarty. Um, and I came along a little bit later around uh, June of 2016, when the decision was made to let's go ahead and pitch, pitch this idea to all of those uh, fired up um, individuals that are truly inspired by Bernie's message and as well as the political movement and the progressive movement in general. And let's see if we can think about how do we transform Congress and how can we get a supermajority of progressives, just regular working people that are really stepping up to do the right thing in their communities and their districts. And let's see if we can try and transform this country. And so around June of 2016 is where we had our 100 city tour going around to various cities that were very supportive and engaged in Bernie Sanders activities. And so we pitched the idea of what if we had 400 extraordinary ordinary folks that were committed to this one platform. And so many people were inspired by that. Our database grew and we, we basically looked at these individuals as the our voter database people that are all kind of on the same mission and we all believe in the same things we then um, initiated the ask of you know please send us um, recommendations for people that you feel would would ideally be the right people to run in particular districts individuals that have this track record of integrity individuals that have a lot of experience on the ground doing nonprofit work or whether they're they're a teacher or a nurse or a small business owner, someone who truly understands their district and is, is constantly doing the right thing to, to make sure that um, individuals in their area, their lives are improved. And we were just overwhelmed with the amount of, of recommendations that were submitted and the nominations that were submitted. Um, and so from there, we decided to start calling folks to see if they truly um, were committed to this platform and our platform of 
you know, $15 minimum wage, Medicare for all, criminal justice reform, women's rights and LGBTQIA rights. And when we found that these folks in their heart of hearts absolutely believe in the platform and they are the types of people that will be the, the ideal people to lead their districts, then we would go to the next step to get them involved in the process of actually running. As you mentioned, Jordan, our successes in Texas are a prime example of true dedication and true sacrifice and folks that really can be able to talk to the people and that message resonates with, with the community and the district. And these are exactly the types of people that should be leading our nation. So before we get into the details of Texas, Corey and Suzanne, could you tell us about what inspired you to get involved in Brand New Congress? Uh, Corey, do you want to start? Like Izzy, I was a very avid supporter of uh, Senator Bernie Sanders but I, and his presidential run, but I was not in a place where I could actually physically volunteer for the campaign. So I, I made my contributions by no- donating and following all his activities. And I was just really excited about how things were progressing and about the message that he was promoting. And it was Actually, right around the time that Brain Congress launched, I was I, I somehow ended up in their universe to uh, receive one of the first emails that they sent out. And I was so excited when I first heard about what the, the idea behind this. I mean, it's right there in the name. It says Brand New Congress. And the idea of just replacing Congress was so appealing for so many reasons, um, because I've followed politics for a really, really long time and have always been interested in it and just over the years have become increasingly disgusted by it. And like what something like 80% of Americans believe that Congress is broken and, and needs to be replaced. And so when um, when Brain Congress launched, I was actually one of the first people uh, within the first few days to, uh, to make a contribution, became a recurring donor and just kind of followed the movement early on. And then, you know, like a lot of people kind of got uh, sucked into the spectacle of the, the 2016 election as that kind of wore on, but just increasingly horrified by, by what was unfolding and, and feeling more and more that strong call to action. You know, I had always been interested in and always followed politics. I'd always discussed politics with friends and family, donated before, but this was the first time that I really felt like, you know, this is this is different. Something in our country is different this time, and I really need to step up and be an engaged citizen. And so I signed up to volunteer for Brain of Congress. January of 2017, just a few weeks before the inauguration, you know, decided to start volunteering for the writing team and got pulled into the BNC universe. And it, and I've been doing this ever since. I'm still to this day, functioning as a volunteer. I, I still have a regular job like almost everybody that works at Brain of Congress, we, um, we're doing this on top of our uh, stupid real job. Um, <laughs> sometimes we call it our stupid day job. It's not because we're not grateful for our regular jobs, but it's because the pull of what we're doing and, and the magnitude of the work that we're doing at Brain of Congress is so consequential. And working with these candidates is so inspiring that we wish that we could just do this all the time. Being involved with Brain of Congress is the one thing that has given me a, a sincere ray of hope to hang on to when just things are just looking really ugly and being involved with the folks at Brain and Congress and the volunteers we have that are just amazing and our candidates, which are phenomenal. It just gives me hope that there's, we're going to find our way out of where we are today. I think it's interesting that, you know, Corey was hooked by an email that came to her. And as the predominant uh, writer of our emails, she was hooked by an email and I was hooked by a Facebook post. <laughs> the efforts paid off. They, and, right, and right. Are. 
But I think I was really right for involvement with brand new Congress because of there were sort of two pivotal moments in my life. Uh, one was uh, I started keeping bees and, you know, a few years into it, they started dying. And I, I started to research uh, why they were dying, uh, which led me to research our food systems. And that led me to look into our politicians and um, to see how policies and our, you know, the decisions that Congress had made had really shaped our food systems in this country and, and not for the better. And really the crack that let the light in for me was that you got the red team and the blue team and I had sided with one of those teams and then I started to see that politicians on that team weren't doing right by us. Um, and I started to look at the money and to see that, you no, know, they were being funded by these companies that were really encouraging our food system to, to become trash. I saw them as personally responsible for killing my bees. I took it personally. I mean, that led me for the first time in my life to care about politics. I, I really had avoided it my entire life. It, it, it's really interesting, you know, you talk about Team Red and Team Blue, and I, I never really considered myself being associated with any political party, but I would say because of my uh, upbringing and just my social circle that I was always more of a more of a conservative voter until about 10 years ago. I think that was a big part of the appeal. Well, I don't think I know. It was a big part of the appeal for me with Brand New Congress was the idea that forget about all these other groups that say like, well, if we just get enough Democrats elected, then everything will be fine. <laughs> and instead, I had for years, like you, Suzanne, I had done research into our food production systems. I'd been an avid uh, critic of the impact of money in politics. I've you know, supported Wolfpack and uh, Mayday Pack and other organizations that have been working to get money out of politics for a while. And to me, just the brand new Congress represented the convergence of all of these things, like a diagnosis of the root cause. It's finally we had a, a correct diagnosis of what the problem was. We have a, a Congress that's corrupted by money and that doesn't serve the people. And we need to elect a brand new Congress across the board that is committed to policies that people want. And that, that really speaks to sort of the second reason I was, I was ripe for the picking as a brand new Congress volunteer was that I um, kind of by accident got into the extreme volunteers for the Sanders campaign all converged on Philadelphia for the DNC in August of 16. I had been a supporter, like I sent a few dollars here and there, but I hadn't really been hitting the pavement for him. It was um, really changed my life. We were all sitting around, like 300 of us, and they asked who would volunteer to drive for the motor pool, and um, nobody raised their hand. But I happened to be from Philadelphia. I worked there for 25 years, and, and I have it, just a terrible, terrible sense of direction. But nobody raised their hand. So I raised my hand, and the next thing I know, I'm driving Nina Turner around and Susan Sarandon and Danny Glover and... You know, I was terribly nervous and I, you know, I just felt like I, I was not the best person for the job, but um, here I was and just listening to all of them brainstorm about how they were going to deal with certain situations with the, you know, the press conferences or we had great days, but there were a lot of really bad days during the convention, seeing them as human beings who had shortcomings and faults and weaknesses and questioning their own abilities. It made me acutely aware that, you know, we're all just here doing the best we can. And whatever 
talent you have or time. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to have a political science degree. You don't have to be better than you are. You just have to raise your hand. In January of 17, I saw that post and I was reminded of brand new Congress. I was very timid. I There were so many times when I thought, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. And just the encouragement of the other volunteers and it's really changed my life, and, and I hope that we'll, we'll change the country, <laughs> too. But either way, it's, it's all to the good. So that's, that's why I stepped up, and that's why I'm still here. That was beautiful, Suzanne. I mean, honestly, I, I had never heard that story. I didn't know that you were, you were driving around Susan. Sorry, okay, I'm a little jealous of you now, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, no, but just yesterday, I was on a, a call with a, a volunteer and she was really super stressed out about everything that was going on. And, you know, she kept telling me, well, I'm just a regular person. I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I, nobody told me how to do all, any of this stuff. I don't, I don't know how any of this works. And I told her, like, we're all figuring this out as we go. There is no rule book for how to pull off a political revolution. There's things that worked 10 years ago that will never work today. And there's stuff that might work today, but we have to try it and find out. Everything that we do is, is pulled off by regular people. And, and think about this too. This is something else that I've mentioned is that if the folks that were in charge right now knew what they were doing, then we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. So maybe we just need a whole bunch of regular people to step up and raise their hand. So thinking about Texas, this was the first big test for brand new Congress. What was your experience? It was sort of like graduation day in a lot of ways, um, being able to be there, kind of like a proud mother for, my, for myself being on the ground in Texas was just such an incredible experience. You know, from my experience before brand new Congress, just knocking on doors for Bernie or knocking on doors for local candidates, I would never have the opportunity to actually canvas with the candidate him or herself. So this was completely inspiring for me to be able to, you know, get out the vote um, leading up to the primary, to be able to talk to the people all across the district and just see again that that message was resonating, that these people are truly inspired, that someone has actually stepped up and is actually going to make extreme change and is not just this, you know, career politician, but these are working people and it's time that we get working people in, into office. And just seeing that, just having that moment of just the expression on people's face that, you know, this is really happening. And I, and for the first time, I'm going to actually go and participate in the midterm elections, um, which was more than I could ever, ever dream, dream of. And, and I was just so proud of that moment when, when we just saw more and more supporters um, at the doors. So leading up to the primary, obviously, was um, very nerve-wracking. We were all sort of on pins and needles. And, um, you know, we just did the best that we could in the last, you know, the last couple of weeks leading up to the primary, um, doing a lot of GOTV efforts. And then really, you know, coming from, you know, brand new Congress perspective of this is what we initially set out to do. We want to be able to celebrate everyone's races across the nation. And so we did our best to make sure that our entire supporter database knew that this was happening. And, you know, if you could just if we could just raise a little bit more money to get to this goal, we can do this together. And it truly, truly made a difference. And, you know, the whole nation was watching and the whole nation was was celebrating with us. And they were all contributing to this this pivotal moment 
as you've seen, you know, we were very successful with the mission at hand. So I just had the most, the most incredible time. We're working directly with the candidates and just, you know, seeing that hope in their eyes and seeing that all of the, all the hard work definitely paid off. And now we are, you know, onward to the general. And um, now we have more and more supporters um, that, you know, definitely have their back going forward. The majority of people are, are sick of the status quo and they're ready to elect regular working people. Suzanne, could you tell us about how digital and social media played into the victories? Well, I felt like my goal was to communicate to the whole country why it is they should care about the Texas primary. I was fortunate in that um, Rick Treveno, who's running in the 23rd district, you know, let me get involved in, in his social media page. And he it himself is inspiring, um, but he's also just incredibly thankful, you know, to have this person running for Congress call you in the middle of the night and say, hey, can you do this? Or thank you so much. And with a tiny little budget, do everything we could to get out the vote for him. That You know, we were, it was right down to the wire and he couldn't get TV ads and we used what we could. And what he spent in comparison to um, his challengers was just a teeny little bit to see what we can do with so little because we have so many supporters. That was just really inspiring. And then to see that, you know, sitting at my desk in New Jersey in my living room can help somebody who's trying to do a really good thing in Texas, that that was inspiring too. But also, I mean, I happen to have a friend who traveled from Philadelphia to go work on Rick's campaign uh, for the weeks leading up to the, the primary and to get to see it from that point of view and from Izzy's point of view. It's just been a, a tremendously good education in how this whole process works. And, and hopefully everyone in the country can be inspired by that and can learn that they can really have a positive impact. I think it's, it's also the, the inspiration of the progressive movement across the board with, with many organizations like Our Revolution and Indivisible and you know, Justice Democrats and all of these, all of the, all of these movements, they truly matter. And as we've seen with the November 2017 elections, the special elections in Pennsylvania, things are really happening in a, in a rapid way that um, a lot of folks didn't think would ever, would ever be possible. And I just want to say just a quick shout out to my grandmother, who's turning 90 coming up here shortly. She, I talked to her the other day and she says, Oh, I just was watching Pennsylvania and that's all you, right? That's that's your people, right? And it's just funny because she never quite understood what I was doing and why I keep traveling all across the country and working on these campaigns. She just couldn't wrap her head around it, but she just, you know, was proud of me and, you know, keep up the good work. But now that it's becoming such a national story and internationally because my grandma lives in Jamaica and she's you know, very much following what's going on. And, and so many people are now aware that we would, we never would have imagined this a couple of years ago. So um, mentioning the candidates, there have been extreme sacrifices where a lot of our candidates in Texas have given up everything for, for these campaigns because they truly believe in the mission. It's not about trying to be a politician. It's not about trying to get the salary and, 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 you know, have a house near Capitol Hill. This is, this is truly inspiring for them because they truly believe in the district and, and in this national movement of all of us working together. And that's what I love about our candidates. It's, it's not just about them individually. You know, we all sort of work 
off of each other's um, successes. We all sort of work off of each other's talents. And all of that is shared continuously as we go into future primaries. But all the Texas candidates were working together, sharing resources, sharing ideas. And I truly believe that that's, that's where we're going to be able to get a lot of wins going forward. And, you know, it's just truly inspiring to see that happen. And, you know, I want more and more movements to exist going forward because that's, that's been my ultimate dream is to really have, you know, this kind of collaboration happen for the right reasons. Yeah, that, that definitely, I think, was the most eye-opening thing going into these last few weeks for me before Texas is, um, first, there was some little bit of wake-up call. You know, there was a, a lot of things that we we needed to kick into gear in those last few weeks just to pull this off. And we were really, really stressed about at least a couple of those races. And especially for Rick, because Rick's is the second largest, the Texas 23 is the second largest district outside of the state of Montana. Traditional media going into the to that race, they only talked about two candidates. They talked about the two candidates that raised the most money and everybody just assumed, well, it's going to be a dead heat between these two. You know, that's it. That's all she wrote. And one of them is going to come out the victor or maybe there's going to be a runoff, but it's definitely going to be about these two candidates. And nobody was talking about the other people in the race. And, and Rick, of course, is, was our candidate. There are some, some other folks in there that were also running on very similar platforms. But, you know, Rick in, in particular was very, very inspiring to all of us. And he is definitely somebody who's laid it all on the line for, for this. And he was doing the hard work. Rick was driving this massive district visiting places that had literally never been visited by a politician, never been visited by uh, by a candidate for office. And people were just so excited to, to have someone who cared enough to come out and see them and also someone who could relate to their struggles. Rick's not a rich guy. He's a former school teacher. <laughs> you know, he's just a working class guy. And uh, and he really relates to what, what regular people are dealing with. Um, all of our candidates are this way. It was stressful, certainly those last few weeks, you know, but we knew that, that he was reaching voters in places that nobody else was. And we were hoping that that was going to be enough to at least get him into the runoff so that we could, you know, take it on to the next level. And uh, it's, it was definitely a nail biter all the way to the end on that one. And not to mention, um, you know, talking about school teachers, Adrian Bell, who completely crushed her opponent you know, just seeing how there was an overwhelming support for, for a Democrat in a very red district. A lot of people didn't think we would be able to even run Democrats there. So I think we're doing we're doing really great. And I think that's just a true sign of, um, of victory with, with regular working people. Going forward, you know, my dream is to really make sure that, you know, politician and accountability, politician and responsible representative and honest like all of those words should be synonymous and and i really think that when i think about generations before me like my grandparents and my my parents who constantly argue about politics and oh they're all crooked and they're all you know they're all taking your money and running with it and i i just never really paid attention to that i thought you know oh you you guys are just angry you're always bickering about politics and and at, at you know that generation they refuse to even talk about politics it's sort of like such a dirty subject like let's not let's just try to think about something else let's, let's talk about something lighter well i think going forward like my generation i am you know 36 and you know many of us our generation we're, we're thinking about a new wave of politics where 
it's actually a good conversation to have and people can be open and honest because these are people that you can truly trust and you know if they're not trustworthy then they need to be kicked out and bring in somebody else who's actually going to do do a good job i think we're seeing a, a huge transition and i'm just so grateful to be a part of it and to see these candidates truly represent my dream of of the ideal politician when we all uh, sat around we we got together online to watch the texas primary results come back just that feeling of validation that you know we believe in what we're doing but the races were won is validation that this is what the country wants too. This is what um, Texans wanted. They wanted these kind of candidates to vote for. We've just completely changed the conversation around the corporate PAC money and the lobbyist money, that that's now something that people ask of the candidates that are running in their districts. You know, when you say what's next for BNC, well, Texas was a beautiful thing <laughs> in terms of what's what's happening next because it gave us validation and inspiration and um, just the impetus to move forward with even more conviction. Yeah, watching the results come in, I mean, that was that was incredible. It was such, I, at least for over a year at that point, Suzanne and I had both been volunteering since January of the previous year and, and then you know, Izzy a lot longer than that. But really, especially for the last six months, I mean, we have just had heads down just grinding it out day after day, just working so hard to organize all of this and to mobilize this effort and to just have a moment to kind of sit back and soak in what was unfolding was really incredible. Um, and it was the first time it really just, uh, like Suzanne said, it was, it was a validation of, of ideals that we're working towards and to see that uh, it, it wasn't just us that there's a lot of other people out there that want want the same thing. They want a Congress that's functional. They want a Congress that represents real people. They want a Congress that looks like them. Just It was just really validating to be able to see that that was resonating with, with other people the same way that it resonated with us and to feel like, oh, wow, this is, this is actually happening. We're really going to do this. That was a, it was a really cool feeling. So lastly, how can folks get involved in Brand New Congress? Oh, so many ways. So, so many ways. We need so many people. Follow <laughs> oh, us on mean, Facebook. <laughs> yes, I, there's so many things that you can do. I mean, some of the most important things that you can do, of course, always donate. You know, and and I understand there's a lot of organizations that are out there that are that are competing for your your precious dollars. And you may not think that five dollars is a lot, but it really is. Actually, the vast majority, over half of our donations, are ten dollars or less. Um, in fact, quite a lot of them are $5 or less. So, you know, th this movement, everything that we've accomplished really is powered by small dollar grassroots donations. I think our over the lifespan of BNC, our average donation amount is $14.40 or something like that. that. Donating is always the easiest way to get involved, but donating is not enough. We, we need people to step up and volunteer, especially... Uh, going into these primaries, I and mean, we we really need you know it doesn't matter where you are in the country. You can phone bank from anywhere, and you don't have to be phone banking for a candidate in your own state because these are all candidates that represent values that we care about and who are going to go into Congress and are going to fight for you know the rights of and the needs of regular working people. If you are lucky enough to live in a district where um, where we have one of our candidates or close enough to be able to drive and help one of them out, you know of course all of our candidates always need help with 
door knocking, with uh, you know helping set up for events and that kind of thing. And we always have needs um, within just the core team at the national level. Um, you know, graphic designers. We always need uh, people with different creative talents, and we just need people that are just willing to kind of just jump in and say, "Hey, how how can I help today? You need me to do some research? Great, no problem. I'm on it. You need me to make some phone calls? No problem. I'm on it." You know, just people that are willing to just step in in, in any way. And you may not think that you have any kind of special skills to offer, but we all have something to offer. And it's it's the combination of everything that we do that uh, that, that makes this movement go forward. So if people are interested in, in volunteering, I would encourage them to go to brandnewcongress.org slash volunteer. And that will uh, take, take you to our volunteer sign-up form. And uh, if you're not quite ready to do that, that's okay. Just go to brandnewcongress.org slash join. And you'll be able to sign up for our mailing list there. And that way you'll, you'll get to hear all the cool stuff that's going on with our candidates and find out about events going on in your area. And those are the two biggest ways that you can help aside from donating. But donating is, is certainly always a big one, even, even if it is just $5. Okay, great. Well, thank you all again for coming on. It was really great to have this discussion. And I'm excited to keep sharing with our listeners all that's going on with Brand New Congress. So thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for doing this. This is fun. Yeah, of course. So to our listeners, make sure to follow Brand New Congress on social media. Check out our website, brandnewcongress.org, and stay tuned for the next episode of our podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 